Hi, I'm Natalie Bouchard, and you're listening to Inside NC Labor, a podcast designed to inform and educate North Carolina citizens on the role that the Department of Labor plays in state government. Welcome to the third episode of Inside NC Labor. We're so glad everybody could join us today. I'm Dolores Questenberry, the Communications Director at the North Carolina Department of Labor, and I'm joined by Kevin O'Barr, and we are so happy to have you here today, Kevin. Thank you, Dolores. It's good to be here. Tell the listeners today which bureau you're with and a little bit about what you all do. Sure. Well, I'm with the Consultative Services Bureau, and our program assists small employers all across the state, and especially those in high-hazard industries, We go assist those employers and walk through their job sites and try to identify hazards in their workplace and eliminate those hazards, which will then drive down their injury and illness rates and save them money and keep their production up. So that is our goal. Which is so awesome. Yes. And when you say high hazardous, you're obviously not talking about your local ice cream shop. You're talking about... Not the library, but um, (laughs) higher hazard industries. You can think of, of course, construction as a high hazard industry, logging, long-term care. Manufacturing. Manufacturing industries, yes. And uh, we sometimes look at specific chemicals like lead or asbestos or silica. We have a longer list than that, but we'll go anywhere those chemicals are that we keep our eye on. And we go all across the state. And I think it's really wonderful that we have this program that is free to employers. We say you're consultants because you are safety and health consultants and you provide a free service to employers to go in and do an assessment of their business to help them improve their workplace safety program. That's correct. We will look at the written program. You said program, which makes me think, you know, written policy and procedures, written programs. We will review those and see if there's any improvements that can be made. We talk to the employer about the overall program and how it's implemented in the workplace. So the employees get involved, the upper management is committed, and there's a whole other list of you know, criteria that we look at. And so it's not just walking around looking for an afraid extension cord, mm-hmm. but it's the broader, deeper look that can help strengthen the company's program and have really long-lasting effects. So part of that involves going in and actually finding hazards and eliminating, eliminating these hazards. Yes. Is there a certain number that stands out in your mind? Like if you go into a certain business, are there a certain number of hazards that exist or is it just? Well, sure. It's all over the board. Sometimes an employer will invite us back. You know, if we go through in a couple of years, they'll invite us to come back again. And uh, our experience is, as it should be, that the number of hazards the second visit is lower. Right. So they've kept them away from their workplace. And it really just depends on the size of the business. Have they ever had any safety and health work done before? You know, our target audiences are smaller businesses who sometimes can't afford a full-time safety and health professional. And so we're available for free, as you mentioned, to go in and just provide safety and health services to them. The employer does not get any fines or citations. Our services are confidential. And consultants we have in the Bureau are professionals that we have certified industrial hygienists, certified safety professionals, really highly qualified personnel that can come to the job site and provide the service. And you mentioned something really important that it's confidential and just so the listeners understand, that means you cannot share the information that you find with compliance. 
That's correct. We do not. And explain why that is so important. Well, I understand that a small business owner, maybe in a rural county, might not want to call OSHA to come visit. That, you know, that's a fear the that fear. is a pervasive fear, the right? The fear of OSHA visiting. Yes. So all states have this consultation programs and all states have this same wall of confidentiality between the compliance program in the state and the consultation program in the state so that we can reassure employers that our services are confidential and we are just there to help small businesses succeed and then compliance plays a different role and compliance does its job and we do our job and we don't share the same information. That's great. Yeah. Is it simple for a business to contact you all? And how does that process work? Who initiates that? Right. So to actually initiate the process, the employer would need to make a request to our office. You know, nowadays they can just fill out the form online and hit submit right from their desk and it comes right to us in an email. We do have paper forms that they can fax or mail to us, whatever is the easiest for them. And uh, when we get that written request, it will be assigned to a consultant near the location of the employer and the consultant will make contact and you know there's not a surprise visit the consultant will reach out and ask about their timeline we'll schedule in the future for a visit in most cases our on-site time is just one day there will be communication before the visit Mm -hmm. and there'll be the visit uh, typically one day and then there'll be communication back and forth after the visit so it's, it doesn't take a lot of on-site time. So an employer isn't really giving up too much of their time to work with us. So we try to be in and out in one day, unless it's just a really huge place or has a lot of needs that we can help them with. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, once the employer has the name and number of the consultant, they can just call them anytime. And, you know, they, we try to make this working relationship go for a period of time right. we're happy to answer any questions that arise from the employer and just it's our job to be a service and that's what we try to do well and I think when once employers recognize the cost the expense involved in a work-related injury and hopefully not mm-hmm. a fatality but the expense involved in that is extremely high yes that's true so there's a there's a benefit to the employers Yes, there is. And it's not just the financial, but there is a large financial benefit because preventing an injury saves them some real money. You know, not just the workers' comp and medical insurance claims and the, you know, you've got down production time, you've got morale issues, you have to maybe replace an employee, just snowballs. So preventing those injuries from happening in the first place has a great economic benefit. And that's part of our goal. We try to help people prevent these injuries. If we can get them to drive down their injury illness rate, drive down their worker comp claims, that will put real money back in their pocket. That's it's awesome. It's, it's a fantastic program. I really don't understand why any business wouldn't call, except for maybe they do have that fear. And that's we're trying fear. to eliminate that fear. That's what we're going to right? do today. Eliminate Let's, the fear. That's what we're doing today. And, and uh, that's actually the purpose of this program is to introduce some of the services that right. the Occupational Safety and Health Division and Standards and Inspections Division that they provide to the public that the mm-hmm. public may not know about. Well, here's one interesting detail is that in our case, the employer remains in control of the visit. So they've invited us in. They've asked us what they 
and told us what they want us to look at. We'll look at what they invite us to look at, and we don't expand our visit. They're hosting us, and we're providing the service that they're requesting. Whereas in a compliance visit or other inspection types of visits, it's the inspector who's really in control of the visit legally. They, they can expand the scope if they need to. They can go behind the door they want to look behind. And in our case, the employer can just remain calm and rest assured that they're the ones in charge of the visit. They're hosting us, and we're there to help them That's wonderful. look at what they want us to look at. Now, before we wrap up today, Kevin, will you just talk a little bit about the SHARP program? Oh, sure. SHARP is a recognition program we have, and that's an acronym that stands for Safety and Health Achievement Recognition Program. It is designed to just provide some recognition, public uh, pat on the back for the employers who meet the criteria. And those criteria are a strong safety and health program that is implemented through the company. And we have a 58-item assessment that we go through to review the safety and health program. And their injury and illness rates must also be below the average for their industry. So construction companies are compared to construction companies. Manufacturing companies are compared to manufacturing companies. Public parks and recreation are compared to similar people in their industry. We currently have the most sharps of any state. We have about 160 private sector and about 42 or so public sector at the time of this recording. That's awesome. Yes. Even though that's the most of any state, you think there's about 200,000 employers in North Carolina and we have, say, 200 participating. So it's a really elite group. And one of the benefits to the employer is that they will be removed from the compliance general schedule targeting pool. And the general schedule is what people typically think of as the random OSHA inspection. Mm -hmm. Companies that participate. Another benefit. Another small benefit, right. (laughs) Another small benefit. The employers that participate in SHARP are not on the list for the random OSHA inspection. That's awesome. And Labor Commissioner Cherie Berry loves to go and present the flag. She does. At these sites yes. all, all across the state. I can't, yes. I've lost count how yeah, many, I'm sure. how many ceremonies yes. she's attended. Yes. Participation period is usually two years. And then we would go back in for a renewal visit and renew the sharp status of that employer. And the commissioner may go again and present a new certificate and a new letter of congratulations. And she has gone all over for sure. I've been with the department for 16 years. I know you've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. It does seem as though the safety culture is changing all across the state. We have been making progress, but I'm not taking credit. I give credit to the employers who are working so hard exactly. with their staff. Absolutely. And the most recent injury and illness data is great. It has just dropped and dropped and dropped. And there's a lot of hard work being put in by people all across the state. frontline employees, supervisors, owners of companies, and safety and health professionals, and it's really making a difference. You're exactly right. We were just so thrilled to have you here with us today to talk about this program. Thank you. It's been great. I can talk about it anytime. Should I give my phone number? Absolutely, yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, of course, you can find our program on the Department of Labor's website, labor.nc.gov, but our direct line is 919-707-7846. 707-7846. And of course, we all know the 800 lumber, 1-800-NC-LABOR. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. You're very welcome. I hope to hear from some people. Well, I would say that's a wrap today. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. Remember, your safety is our priority.